had this encounter with the Lord on Saturday night, and the Lord started showing me things in the spirit of this land and of the region. And so the word that I have to bring this morning, I really wanted to name it Stopping the Accuser. And, um, and the Lord told me, he says, you have to bring it forth. And I said, God, I don't want to. And he said, no, you have to, because there's going to be breakthrough on the land and there's going to be breakthrough in the region. See, the things that we're dealing with now with this building and the building of it years ago when this place was really flourishing and really booming with the school and all this stuff, something really horrible happened here. And there was an accuser that came in this building that, that demolished everything the Lord had built here. And a group of people got together. I was not here. I don't know what happened. This is what I was told, but a group of people gathered together and they conspired to break down the ministry here. And so Saturday night, I went into this encounter with the Lord and I was able to step in for a moment to catch in the spirit what's on the land and what's in the region here. And let me tell you, the Lord just started sharing his heart with me for Ohio. And I went in such a deep place with the Lord that I hadn't been with even this morning. Um, I had, you know, when my ministry first started, four angels were assigned to me. And every time I went into the presence of God, I could feel and see these four angels surrounding me as I was in worship at times. And I felt them this morning again. And I know it's because God's about to do something. And, um, and when they showed up, it was like, God, this is crazy. I haven't seen these angels in a really long time. And he says, because I'm using even what you learned back then to come destroy the plans of the enemy now. And, you know, as I grew up in my family, we grew up with a lot of pride. You know, you didn't let people know when you needed help. You didn't let people know when you were struggling with something. You kept everything closed up, and you, these walls were always around you, and that's how I grew up. And, I, you know, the Lord told me this morning, he goes, you need to go low and slow. Like Heidi Baker says, you got to go low and slow, and you got to be transparent, and you got to get to your lowest part because it's not about you. It's about the people. And I told the Lord, okay, I don't have a problem with that. I don't ever have a problem with that because it's never been about me. But I, I'm, I'm telling you that piece of my life so you understand what God's doing in a now time. And so I had to break down these walls and I had to break down these things in my life that were taught to me that were not God ordained. They were not of the Lord. They were, there were things of man that man tried to put on me to be closed up and never be transparent about my life and always walk around like everything was okay when it wasn't. And that's why it was important even today to share with the congregation everything that we're dealing with on the back end because it's not about us. It's about the Lord and his power. And when we have victory in things and we see God's hand move, he gets the honor and the glory. We don't get it. He does. And so I'm sitting here and, and he starts showing me things of how the enemy has come in this past season. And, you know, this past season, I'm just being very transparent 
people have really come, come against me really hard. And at first I was, I was hurt because they were having dreams about me that weren't of the Lord. <laughs> and they were agreeing with those dreams and they were agreeing with these things that were being said to them from other people, you know, gossip. And all of a sudden the enemy hooked different people to either leave this place or hook them to go do something else. And I'm just being transparent with you. I told my husband this morning, I said, I got I to gotta say it because this is what's going to bring breakthrough to this place and to the land and to Ohio. And so what happened was the accuser of the brethren came in in the spirit. And things that I was not guilty of, people were saying I did and I didn't do. And the accuser is not a person. The accuser is the devil. The accuser is Satan. And so I had to pull myself out of those situations, and I had to say, you know what, God? I know I didn't do these things. I know I didn't say these things. I know that I reacted and I behaved in the form of Holy Spirit leading me. And so I have to pull myself out, and I have to look at it from the spiritual side. I can't think of it, oh, this is attack on Alice. This is, and a lot of the times that's what we do. Oh, poor me, this is attack on me, this is attack on my family. And we put ourselves in as the victims. And I, and I told the Lord, I'm not a victim, I'm your daughter. And daughters and sons, we don't deserve or have to walk through those seasons with the enemy. So I pulled myself out. And as soon as I pulled myself out of situations, um, I began to come to the Lord and I said, God, show me what you, because there's all, I've preached about this, there's always a flip side to it. And so I said, God, you're in this. You're in this with me. You're backing me up. All of heaven is here. So what do you want me to do? How do you want me to respond? How do you, and my husband says this all the time, it's how we respond to a situation and things that we're given is what matters. It doesn't matter what the other person's saying or doing, it's how we respond to those situations. And so I was responsible only for me, not for them. So when I came to the Lord with this, the Lord just started showing me that it wasn't a personal attack. This is an attack that's been here in the region. The, the accuser of the brethren, the accuser of people, have sat, has sat in this region, even in this building, to the point of people conspiring. And the Lord started showing me the patterns in the region. And he says the pattern is that when people are wounded and hurt and they haven't allowed the Lord to come heal them, what happens is the enemy will come and have you get hurt the same way you've gotten hurt in another situation years ago, and it looks the same, it sounds the same, it feels the same, and then he uses it against you and he hooks you with that. And once he, got, when he, once he has you hooked with the lie, because it's not the Lord. And if you haven't allowed yourself to go through a healing process in your heart and in your soul, he'll find something in you and he'll hook you with it and he'll try to drag you around being his slave and doing what he wants you to do. All of a sudden, people don't mean to do this. That's why there's grace and mercy. And all of a sudden, they're agreeing with this, and they're agreeing with that, and they're a part of this, and they're a part of that. And it's so easy to get, let the, allow the enemy to intertwine you, thinking, well, yeah, it, it looks like Jesus. It sounds like Jesus. 
Yeah, it looks like the Lord is doing this for a reason. Because, you know, out of whatever the lie is. And so the Lord started showing me something. And he said, you know, the accuser has been in the land too long. And it's time for him to stop. And I sat back and I said, so this was never about me, God. He said, no. He goes, you needed to feel what the people have felt in Ohio for a long time. You needed to feel what it felt when people were coming against you that on things that you never even did. Things misunderstood you. You were misrepresented to them at times. They didn't understand what you were doing. They don't, they've never walked in your shoes. And they were having opinions. And so the Lord was showing me, he goes, this is not about you, Alice. This is about the region. You're taking hits because you're standing for truth and you're standing for breakthrough. Pete was on it this morning when he said there's breakthrough in the house. You're standing for breakthrough. And see, I'm a kind of person like this gangster person comes out of me when the enemy shows up at my front door. And I'm like, I don't care if I go down, but I'm going to go down swinging. I'm going to go down, you know, fighting you to the very end, whatever I have to do. That's why the Lord put me in this building with all this EPA stuff, because he knows I'm stubborn and I'm not going to give up. He's like, (laughs) we're going to use your stubbornness for good, for the kingdom, (laughs) and not for bad. (laughs) And so... I'm going through this process, and the Lord said that the main root of it is pride that holds everybody bound to the accuser. And he says what happens is pride becomes the root, and you have to get rid of pride because you don't want to be sons of pride. And I just started reading on this, and things that generals that have been in my life have taught me, and I started praying and asking God. And he says, you need to humble yourselves to allow Jesus to come in to heal those areas. So I started looking up some things in the scriptures. And in Philippians 2, if we can turn there, this is some of the roots that we need to get rid of today. So that way the enemy can't find anything in us anymore. Philippians 2, and if you turn to the third verse, it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or or conceit, but in lowliness in mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. This is the point we have to transition to. This is the point we have, getting rid of pride, we have to get to this point right here. It's not about us. Let's go to Romans 12 for a moment. In Romans 12, let's start in verse 9. I was going to start in another verse, and the Lord said, no, start in verse 9. We're going to read 9 to 11. It says, behave like a Christian. I love that. Let love be without hypocrisy about what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love 
In honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit. That speaks volumes. We have to be with Holy Spirit in this process. Serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. We were singing about all this this morning, and Peter and the team did not know. Continuing steadfastly in prayer. We have to pray into everything. Distributing to the, to the needs of the saints given to hospitality. That's a huge thing. And, and a lot of the things that we're doing right now, Father's Table, the pantry, all of that is about his hospitality from the house of God to others. And so I started, you know, the enemy's mad. He's like, who do you think you are? Well, I'm a son and a daughter of God. That's who I am. And we're going to keep plowing and doing what he tells us to do. So then we go on. Sometimes we can have an independent attitude. And let me tell you, it's real easy to do this. <laughs> we're supposed to be united in our heart as one and need to be connected to the body of Christ. Let's go read um, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Let us consider one, an, uh, one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of, the, of, of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as, as you see the day approaching. Stirring up love in one another spoke volumes to me. If what we're saying out of our mouths isn't stirring up love for one another, then we're not with Holy Spirit. We're not with the Father. We've got to learn and teach ourselves how to begin to do these things so the enemy can't have a hook in us anymore. These are just things to help us this season. Self-glory. Nobody means to have self-glory on themselves, but it happens. I'll tell you, seasoned people I've known for years will move out of a gift, and all of a sudden they're parading around talking about the amazing gift they have, and Jesus has walked out of the building because it's not about us. We can never take credit for what God is speaking to us and take it as our own greatness. It's not going to work. Self-confidence in our own abilities. This is a big one. Ephesians 4.30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. It's so easy to get stirred away from that scripture. It's so easy to have self-confidence and trusting only with you, only in yourself on things, and not be able to trust in others with yourself. And my husband has preached about that. We've got to learn to, let to trust people with ourselves. How do, you let, how do you let people into your life and trust them if you've been hurt in the past? You let them in because you trust in your maker. You trust in your creator. You're trusting in God that he's going to make sure when you let people in your life into that, 
that, that space, those walls you have up sometimes, that the Lord's going to come in and he's going to say, it's okay, honey, let them in. Let them come in. Open yourself up for love. Let love get stirred up from somebody else unto you. Let, let us uh, be tenderhearted to one another. Let us be kind to one another. Let us begin to move in that first. This is a huge one that the enemy will hook you with. Lack of time in his presence. Receiving counsel in his presence is needed this season. It's a very scary place to move out of, of gift and not out of the presence with your gift. Let me tell you how this works because the Lord has been unveiling this to me for months now. People think that they're hearing God. They think that they're connected with the Father's heart and they're making decisions for them and their families. And they're making decisions not out of intimacy with God. You have to be in the intimacy with God, in the presence of God. When you're getting your revelation, when you're getting things from the Lord, you have to be seated by, by the Lord in his presence. Because what happens is your gift will want to come in, boast you up, Pride comes in, and now your gift is united with pride instead of humility, and your decision-making will line up with those things that haven't been healed in your heart and in your spirit, and the woundedness begins to feed off the pride that pulls on your gift. I just gave you a nugget, man. I'm telling you, when the Lord told me that, it blew my mind. I said, oh my God, how easy is that? that we can move out of a gift and not be in presence. Do you know how the enemy, set, how the enemy does that? I'm going to say it again because people are like, say it again, say it again. Um, the lack of time in his presence. You have a gift, right? We all have gifts with the Father, right? Something burns inside of you. That's probably your gift calling you, pulling on you, trying to stretch you, let me out. But if you're not in the presence of God with your gift, your gift will cling to your soul. And the things that you're spilling out of your mouth in prophecy, the things that you're spilling out of your mouth in revelation thinking it's God, isn't even God. Because it's coming from a soulish place and a prideful place inside of you, and it's not coming from the presence and the Holy Spirit of God. And the enemy will make you think you're hearing God. I'm hearing God. I got a revelation from the Lord. I got to do this. I got to do that. And all these changes come in your life. And then the enemy has made his place in your home. And then you're sitting there and you're like, what just happened? I heard you, Lord. You told me to do this. You told me to do that. And it's not even the Lord that's been slinging you around like a slave. It's been the enemy because of the rootedness of pride still in there that you haven't gotten rid of. The, 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 the wounds inside your soul that you're still carrying that you haven't allowed the Lord to come and heal. So you have to come. When, when humility, when the Lord walks in, let me tell you, when the presence of God is in the room, you want to hit your, this morning I wanted to fall on my face. 
because I wanted to fall on my face because I could feel the presence of the Lord so heavy in here that I can't do anything without him. I can't be up here speaking without him. I have to close myself off in the presence of God. Last night I had to do it. This morning I had to do it. I said, God, fill my belly, fill my mouth. I can't speak from me. I've got to speak what heaven's saying. And I'm like sitting there just, just letting the presence soak in my spirit. Because I don't ever want to release. If I would have released this message months ago, the Lord knew that I would release it from a soulish part of hurt. I was sitting there this morning, and the Lord just came in and boom, started touching my heart and started healing my heart from the hurt of what people have said and done to me in the accusing. And I just said, God, thank God that you protected me and didn't allow me to release this message in a time of me being wounded. Because it would have come from a soulish part of me that was wounded, and it would have never been of your Holy Spirit, of victory. Because if you don't see victory in something, it's not the Lord. You've got to see the victory in it. Dishonor of authority. We are to esteem and honor those of authority. David displayed this towards Saul. He could have, David could have done a lot of things with Saul. He had the opportunity to do crazy things with Saul, and the Lord would not allow him to because he would have moved out of dishonor and out of the timing of God, that God protected him even in that, that he still honored him no matter what, even though he was wrong. And so you can go and read it in Romans 13, 1 and Titus 3, 1 through 2. Attitudes of dishonor toward leaders often indicate pride in the heart. I remember there was one time, because the Lord said, be transparent, right? <laughs> See, I've, I've worked through this. I've, I've died to myself for a long time now. I'm still dying to myself, because myself doesn't matter. It's the Lord that matters. So I remember one time I had this great idea to do this event, and so I came to my leaders, and I was like, I sat with them in the office, and I was so excited about this event I wanted to do. And I said, man, I just want to do this. I feel the Lord on it, this and this and that. And boom, they said, right now is not the time for that. So I walked, out, I walked out of the office, and I remember turning around, and my pride rose up in me. And I remember telling this leader, <laughs> I told this leader, I laugh about it now, but at the time it was serious. But... I told him, I said, well, if you don't want me to have it here, I can find another building and have it somewhere else. Because my pride rose up in me. And God left the building. And God left that place when I said that. Because I grieved the Holy Spirit. Because that was dishonoring to that leader. Because I had to trust that leader, that what that leader's decision was, was led by the Spirit of God, and it had nothing to do with me. This event wasn't about Alice and her gifts and all this stuff. This event was about the Lord, and I made it about me. So I remember I'm walking down to my office. We're in this big building. I'm walking down to my office. By the time I got to my office, Holy Spirit came and spoke to me. And Holy Spirit said, well, when did this become about you? And I'm standing there, 
And, and the Lord quickened me in my spirit. And the Lord said, you need to pick up the phone and you need to apologize for the dishonor that you just brought on your leader. And I said, okay, Lord. And I began to weep and cry in my office because I felt so bad for the way I behaved and the decision I made out of pride, out of a soulish part of me. And you know where that came from? Because I needed healing in that area with other leaders that had hurt me and offended me in that area that I hadn't allowed the Lord to heal inside of me. And so it, it pulled on that all over again. And that poor leader I was now with was taking the heat, was taking all the stuff that a past leader had done to me because I hadn't allowed the Lord to come heal me in that. And I felt horrible. And I picked up the phone and I said, I'm so sorry. That was not the Lord. That was not Holy Spirit. That was me. I was being prideful. I made it about me and it wasn't about God. And I'm so sorry. And thank God that that leader graced, had grace for me and said, no, don't even worry about it. You're already forgiven. You know, don't worry about it. But you see how the enemy will come in and change something so quickly that's supposed to be about God. And he'll shift it and change it so quickly to, to make it about him. To make it about us and our pride that gets pulled at times because of past wounds and past things that we haven't allowed the Lord to come heal. I don't think anybody purposely does these things, but it happens in the body of Christ. And I'm just being real with you. The desire for reputation is another one. <laughs> Jesus didn't have a reputation. If you go read in Philippians 2, 7 and 8, he would empty himself to God all the time. It was never about him. It was, he was at his most um, humiliated state on the cross when he sat there beaten and naked on the cross. You cannot get more in humility than that. He was never about himself. If you have inner desires to be esteemed by others, Please be aware that it could be pride trying to come in on you. If you need people to always come and, and give you praise, we should honor one another. We should encourage one another. But if it's something you need inside of you that you're longing to have all the time, that you needed to make it on your days, I need my boss to tell me every day that I'm doing a good job, that's not being realistic. That's not being real. That's not going to happen. Your spouse is not going to get up every morning and say how much of a wonderful woman or man you are. That's not life. But I'm telling you that if that is, is seeping up and it's becoming an issue for you, you've got to take it to the Lord. And you've got to say, God, come heal me of this. The only one that I need to be esteemed by, the only one I need to have praise from is you, Lord. You're the only one that I need it from. I don't need it from any man. It's nice to get those. And some, I was thankful this morning that they blessed us and they honored us this morning. It's nice to receive it. But the Lord comes in and he lifts you. And the Lord comes in and he encourages you. And when you make it about a person, you're going to be on a roller coaster all your life. 
and you're going to go up and down because the people around you, sometimes they have good days, sometimes they have bad days. Sometimes they're honoring, sometimes they're dishonoring. And you can't be led by that. you got to be led by the Spirit of God that comes in and pulls those things out of you that no matter what, how the circumstances are around you, that you're going to continue to seek His face. Through this whole process of the accusing, I had to come before the Lord and I said, I got to empty myself on you. I can't carry this thing. I got to empty myself. Every time the enemy would come with something, it was like the wound hadn't even healed yet and something else would occur and something else would happen. I said, God, I got to empty it to you. I can't carry it. I can't do this. I won't allow the enemy to come and root something inside of me that I'm not called to carry. And I said, I'm going to empty myself. These things I'm hearing, these things that are happening, I'm going to empty it onto you. It's not for me to carry. And the Lord just came in so awesomely on Saturday night. This is the flip side of where we're supposed to live at, in humility. James 4.10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Not man, he will lift you up. First Peter 5, 5, likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. First Peter 5, 6, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he may exalt you in due time. The Lord exalts you. When he feels you're ready, when he feels there's no more pride inside of you, when you've let the walls down, you've let him come in and heal those pride areas, he will come and exalt you. He will give you the position that you've always longed to have. I never wanted to be uh, uh, somebody in the forefront. I, that was not my, my thing to the Lord. And a lot of people, that's their thing right now. That's why you see them on Facebook crazy sometimes, because they're looking for that acceptance. They're looking for that esteem from people. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he wants to come in and he wants to stop the accuser this morning. See, the enemy, if he can't find anything in you, you know why I went through this horrible attack? I was reading on this last night. When he can't find sin in you anymore, like, man, I'm just that you're pure in your heart, then he'll come in with accusations of things that you didn't even do or say. Because he, he, no he has no other way to get you. If you're not committing sin and you're not doing sinful things anymore and you have a pure heart unto the Lord and all you do is keep coming to God with everything, then he comes in with the accuser and accusation against you to tear you down because he wants to try to get you to believe those are accusations. And because if we're not rooted in God, he will come and you will start believing those lies that people and, and around you are saying about you. And the Lord is saying, it's coming to a stop today. It's coming to a stop this morning. This accuser that roams around the land there. I'm telling you, it's a very serious situation. When they got together and they tried to take the ministry down the first time on this land, was not God ordained. 
They, the enemy lied to them, and they really felt and believed that it was God, and it was not God. On Saturday night, I felt a shift in the atmosphere in here. And when I saw the shift come in, I saw, an, I saw the heavens drop from heaven to the earth for a moments of time. And it was loud in here, and everybody was in worship. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, time stopped. And I hadn't had that happen in a long time. But time began to stop, and I couldn't hear the loud worship anymore. I couldn't hear people talking anymore. I couldn't hear anything anymore. Everything became silent because the Lord had walked in the room. And as soon as I turned around, I was up here, and we were praying for people. And as soon as I turned around like this, that simple, I didn't even expect it to happen. I just went like this to turn around. I saw the Lord's face show up in front of me. And I had been ministering some months back about the tent of meeting that Moses went into. And, and the Lord's been really on me about that. You need to get in your tent of meeting, Alice. You need to get in your secret place like Moses did. You need to seek my face and stay looking at my face. Don't look at man. They will fail you. But if you keep looking at my face and not take your eyes off my face, I promise I'm going to show up for you. I'm going to take care of this situation. The battle's not yours. The battle's mine. Let me take it from you. But you got to get in the tent of meeting with the Lord in the secret place. That's why I'm telling you, nothing can be birthed out of, uh, out of a gift. It has to be birthed out of presence. And so I turn around and I see the Lord's face. And immediately I went into this encounter. And I walked into this tent. And you know, I am a firm believer of the justice of heaven. I'm a firm believer of it because I've seen it over and over again where the justice of heaven shows up on behalf of families and people and turns impossible things to possible things. And as soon as I walked into the tent of meeting, there was four angels there. And they were all in their armor of God. And they were all in the backside of the table. And the Lord does this to me. I just started to laugh. He said, trying to get my attention. And he says, come here. And as soon as I turned around, I walked in the tent of meeting. And as soon as I walked into the tent of meeting, there was the four angels there and they had paperwork in front of them, like a stack of papers in front of them. And I began to weep and cry because I could feel the presence of the Lord. And as I'm weeping and I'm crying, immediately my heart goes to repentance. Like without even trying to repent, my heart goes to repentance because the presence of God is so heavy in this situation that my heart just cries out. Like I just want to throw my face on the floor and say, God, if I've done anything wrong, God, if I've said anything wrong, God, God, I repent to you right now. I ask you to remove it. I ask you to heal my heart. Whatever I need, God, I'm giving it all to you, God. I don't even know what this is about, but I know in my spirit, my spirit begins to cry out repentance even when I wasn't even looking to do that and I walk in and I have these four angels there and I can hear the talking and I hear the Lord say I hear the angels begin to talk and they said yes we have Alice Garza here today with us 
and she's standing in front of the court. And as she's standing here in front of the court, we have the issue of this. I didn't, I didn't even hear the issue because I was such a mess with God. I was just weeping and crying at this table down there. And I had my hands on my face in the natural like this, just weeping and crying with the Lord. And he says, and he, and he says that one is dismissed. You're not guilty. Boom. The paper flipped. The accuser that accused me over and over again, it was the devil. It wasn't people. It's never the people. And we tend to put a face on it all the time, but it's not the people. It's the enemy. It's what lives in this region. It's what, what broke this first great thing God had in this building. And all of a sudden, because the, the enemy doesn't like us to be united. The enemy doesn't want us to love one another, to stir up love in one another. The enemy doesn't want us to be kind-hearted to one another. He doesn't want us to extend grace and mercy to one another. He wants us to be divided and mad at each other and offended with one another as much as he can. And I went in this thing, and all of a sudden, the Lord, the Lord comes in, and he starts flipping the page. And he says, on this accusation innocent, boom. And on this accusation, innocent, boom. And every page that came up, the Lord was saying I was innocent in it. And I just started weeping and crying. And when I came out of that thing, I'm telling you, whatever the accuser has come to do in your life, to accuse you over and over again of what you've done, of what you are, God's going to give you breakthrough this morning. Because he's saying you're innocent before him. His blood was shed for every accuser, for every accusation. There's power in the blood of Jesus. And every time the enemies come to you and made you feel bad and accused you of something or try to identify you as something that you're not, I'm telling you, he's breaking things off of you this morning. You're not a depressed person. You're not a crazy person. You're not, you're not an addicted person. You're not an alcoholic. None of those things identify you. That's the accuser. And the accuser is being caught this morning on this land. Even when people thought they were doing the work of God, it was not God. Anytime there's accusation, anytime there's pointing of fingers, God does not point his finger at you. And we're going to have breakthrough this morning. And the heart of the Father is going to be in this place, on this land, on this region, and in Ohio. Because that's the only way Ohio is going to become ablaze. And when accusers stop accusing other people of things in the land. The land needs to be healed. It needs breakthrough. That's why we're battling this EPA thing. That Everything I see it in the spirit, I don't see it in the natural. You need to start seeing things in the spirit. When the accuser comes and says, you're, you're a dope addict, you're a druggie, you're this, that's the accuser. You have the right as a daughter and a son to go into the tent of meeting and let the Lord cipher through your paperwork, not the natural courts. I'm talking about the courts of heaven. And he ciphers through the paperwork and he says, innocent. Innocent, innocent, over and over again. And what people have labeled you as and have suggestively said things to you is going to come off of you this morning. Can we just stand this morning? 
There's some serious breakthrough happening this morning. See, the enemy has worked really hard all your life to keep you in a corner, to point his finger at you and say what you are. But you're not what he says you are. That accusation, those words that come out of your mouth, even from yourself at times. Can you just forgive yourself this morning? Because forgiving yourself for some of you is important this morning. You got to let things go to God and forgive yourself. And say, man, I just repent to you, God. I come with an open heart to you, God. That if I said, if I ever agreed with the enemy in any way, God, that, that, that I take that accuser off right now. You know what I did this morning? I sat there this morning and I just started forgiving everybody. And I said, God, I want them to have freedom, God. God, I want freedom to come in this place, God. And I can't get freedom for others if I can't give it out, God. So you come and you say, God, I want to be set free this morning, God. I want your freedom, God, your real freedom, God, where I'm not guilty of anything anymore, God. God, forgive those, God, that came against them, the building here, that came against the ministry, God, those that are still heartbroken, that have carried this thing for years, God. Go, go and get the accuser, God, that have made people feel so low like they're nothing, God. Oh, that accuser's come in the streets of Ohio for way too long, God. He's made people feel really bad about themselves, like they're worthless, like they don't mean anything to you, God. But I'm telling you, when they discover your heart, God, and they begin to agree with heaven, God, and heaven comes in, and heaven begins to get every accusation that's come against them, God, that's come against their land, God, that's come against their family, God. I'm telling you, God, when heaven comes, God, it's going to be broken this morning, God, and everybody's going to be found innocent because of your blood, God, because your blood covers everything. Your blood says it's finished, God. Every attack on this land, every attack on the state of Ohio, every ground of Ohio, God, we take it back today, God, that the accuser can no longer come through these lands to cause division and separation, even with ministries, God. Robo God, I pray you usher in a presence, a presence this morning, God. I pray you usher in, God, your Holy Spirit, God. Oh, shift it this morning, God. Change it this morning, God. Send it this morning, God. Send it this morning, God. Send it this morning, God. Oh, if you need that breakthrough this morning, come up to the front. See, because you're a son and a daughter. And sons and daughters, they don't sit back in their seats. They come up front and they say, God, I am worthy, God. I'm worthy to receive everything you have for me, God, because I'm your son and I'm your daughter, God. I don't need to sit back in the very back seat being, being accused and deal with accusations all my life that it makes me feel like nothing, God. 
Oh, let me tell you, you're not nothing, you're something. That's why the enemy's been after you for so long, because he knows you're calling. He knows you're something. He knows your greatness. He knows your destiny. He knows your robashanabashati. And if we could just get to a place of humility this morning, I will get to a place of humility this morning. I will go slow and slow. And I will say, God, rabashiti, rabashiti. God, Lord, just come. Remove any accusing thing that's come to try to slaughter me this morning. Words of man. Words of people, God. God, we break it off of your people this morning, Lord. Some of you are going to start feeling like um, heat on your back and on your necks. You're going to start feeling the fire of God hit your back and hit your neck this morning. Because he's sealing up the wounds this morning. And fire forges things to mend. You're going to feel the fire of the Lord this morning. And he wants you to know that he's here with you this morning. That this whole accusations of the enemy, the devil, accusing you and making you feel little like you're nothing is going to stop today. When you feel that fire in your neck and your back, the Lord is healed to, he's here to heal you. He's healing it right now. You're going to feel wounds that you've had for a very long time, for many years. And you're going to feel the Lord come in and he's going to begin to heal it. See, he's exposing this thing so you can be healed from it. Because he doesn't want you to carry it anymore. He doesn't want you to go through this process that he doesn't have for you to go through this season. He's setting you free this morning. He's setting you free. Oh, my God. And freedom with the Lord is so good. It feels so good. It's like, it's like we were singing this morning. It makes you want to jump and shout and be in joy and be in his peace. Oh, Lord. Rabashi Oh, release them, God. Even the people that were here before God, release them of the accusations, God. Release them of the accusing spirit, God, that comes in and lies to them, God, that's lied to them for years, God. They've closed themselves off into their houses, some of them, God. Let go touch them right now, God. Go bring healing to them right now, God. Oh, this thing's going to be exposed so that way the Lord can have the glory and the honor this morning, God. So you can get all honor. So you can get all glory. So people know that they don't have to live like this anymore in Ohio. They don't have to live that way in this place anymore, God. The discord of brothers has to stop, God. The discord of brothers has to stop God. We're going to pray for some things and declare some things right now. God, I pray you remove pride and you replace it with humility, God. God, I pray that you remove a lying tongue and that you would replace it with the spirit of truth, God. 
God the hands that were to shed the innocent blood God your blood is more powerful God and we pour your blood over this place over this land we send your blood out to the state of Ohio to cleanse the land to cleanse this place God and to begin to touch us God and places we don't even know that we needed a touch in this morning God a heart that devises wicked plans God we just cast that out right now God we ask for plans of heaven vision from heaven God that vision and plans from heaven would come in this place would come in the state of Ohio God <laughs> that your body would begin to run to you, God, and not to go do evil things, God, and speak evil out of their mouth any longer, God. But I pray that they come and they, they come to your Holy Spirit. They come to your presence, God. <laughs> A false witness who speaks lies, God. God, we break that off right now, God. <laughs> that truth would come, God. That the witness of two speaking about your goodness over this land, over this state, God. Harabashata. That there would be more goodness spoken about your Holy Spirit and your kingdom than the bad things, God. We just break that off this morning, God. <laughs> One who sows the discord amongst brother, God. God, we pray and we break it right now in the name of Jesus. That there would no, be no more discord, God. There would be unity amongst ministries. There would be unity amongst the brethren and the sister, God. There would be unity with your spirit, God. God, I pray for the shift to come on the land. God, I pray for the shift to come in Ohio this morning, God. We are releasing the land to you, God. We release the land of Ohio to you, God. Every part, God, that needs healing, God, you would begin to come and heal the land today, God. And there will be no more sickness, God. There will be no more hope defer on the land anymore. The hope deferred that makes the heart sick, God, I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. That we have a heart that desires more of you, God. I pray for hunger this morning, God. Hunger in our hearts, hunger in our souls, hunger in our mind, God. God, I pray for a thirst, God, would come on this, on this town, on this city, on this state, God. That they would hunger for more of you, God. God, we would see the signs and the wonders and the miracles again, God. God, I pray, God, from the heavens, God, that you would come in and bend over this morning, God. And what's impossible, that you would make possible, God, in our families, in our jobs, in our finances, God. Anybody out there want to agree with me? this morning just say hallelujah 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 i'm telling you there's a fire in here this morning and if you want to get caught up in the fire it's there for you if you want it open your mouth and let him fill you with it open your mouth and let him fill you with the fire this morning i feel boldness coming in here right now there's a boldness that's coming inside of you for you not to be a victim for you not to sit there like like a puppy wounded but that you would rise up as a son and daughter and you would begin to take what's rightfully yours back some of you need to get <laughs> some of you need to get up here and start declaring things for your family you want your family saved 
You want people touched in your family? Then you get up here and you start walking across here and start declaring it over them. Because there's an open portal this morning. There's an open heaven this morning. And this, this is not me. This is God. God's here. God's trying to awaken something inside of you. He wants you to sit there and he says, oh, there's a warrior inside of you. And that warrior begins to agree with heaven. And that warrior begins to agree with heaven and begins to speak like heaven. God, fill our mouths and our bellies, God. Robo That we speak from heaven this morning, God. There's just a shaking that's in this place this morning. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, just shut your eyes for a moment and you're going to see some things that he's going to make clear to you this morning. There will not be any more doubt. There will not be any more disbelief in this house. There will not be any more questioning. God, maybe, maybe you'll think about it. God, maybe it might happen, God. No, it will happen. It will happen in the name of Jesus. Your family will be saved. They will be rescued. They will know the Lord. <laughs> we will dwell in the house of the Lord this morning. We're going to dwell in the house of the Lord this morning, I'm telling you. There's some fight left in some of you. There's some fight left in you. I'm telling you right now, the enemies lied to you and told you there's no more fight in you. And you shut your mouth. And the Lord's saying, open up your mouth again, baby. Open up your mouth again. You are a warrior. You are a soldier in the kingdom of God. You need to open your mouth and start shifting things and start speaking things in the atmosphere so heaven can come and agree with you where two or more are gathered and begin to make things happen in the spirit that you can't do only God can do. Some of you are going to feel fire on your feet this morning. When that fire hits your feet, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to be able to stay still anymore. There's like a radical boldness coming in this morning. And I'm telling you, he's releasing it because this generation needs that this season. Some of you are going to go back home and you're going to release this stuff in your house. And you're going to see the shift come in and you're going to see the change come in in such a way that you're going to be so you're going to be so such a mess for Jesus and you're going to be like oh my God only God could do something like this only God can get the honor and glory for something like this I can't believe what you did God I can't believe what you've done God I just want to jump up right now <laughs> thank you Jesus thank you Jesus you're going to feel his love right now come in this room I feel the love of God coming in. Oh, he's going to come and pour himself on you in love. <laughs> because he's stirring up that love in each one of you right now. But God, I don't know how to love God. God, I don't know what love looks like in your kingdom, God. He's going to pour it on you. And you're going to be such a lover. People are not going to even know who you are anymore because you're such a lover for God. And you're going to be a lover for his people. And he's changing you right now. Transformation is here this morning. And he's transforming you this morning to love again. 
Oh, to love again. He's transforming this house. He's transforming this state of Ohio to begin to love again. And Transformer is here. And he's going to begin to transform people's hearts to love again and to trust again in him. Trust again in the Father, he says. Trust me. Don't trust anybody but me. Trust me and you will see things happen. He'll take care of the rest. He'll take care of man. He'll take care of your family. He'll take care of everything and his timing. He'll take care of it. Oh, we praise you, God. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you. Can we just give a thanksgiving unto the Lord this morning for his goodness? Oh, oh don't stop thanking him. <laughs> you know, you can never outthink heaven. <laughs> because when the presence of God walks in the door, you start thanking him for the most insignificant things in your life. Things that don't even matter to nobody else, but they matter to you. And this Thanksgiving starts bubbling in your belly. And you don't even know what to say sometimes. Oh, we just praise you, God. <laughs> Breakthrough came this morning. <laughs> and there was some stuff lifted off of you. <laughs> and even as you leave this place, you're going to feel lighter in your mind, lighter in your soul, lighter in your heart this morning. You're going to feel this, this great thing inside of you. And you're going to know it's the Father and his love. Mm. You know, <clears throat> the Lord is pouring out his love this morning because he says some of you haven't felt this love in a really long time. See, when the accuser is casted out into the sea, the Lord comes in with his love. And the love's coming in because the accuser has been casted out of your heart, out of your mind, and out of your soul. And the enemy can't hook you anymore when you've allowed her to come heal those areas. Mm. When you leave today, you're going to have an overflow in your belly. <laughs> and the rivers are going to begin to overflow from your belly. And when you speak, it may not even sound like you because you're going to be speaking differently and being different. And those around you are going to come and they're going to see the difference in you and they're going to be blown away of what God's done. And you just say, you know, the Lord just did this with me this morning. I don't know what it is, but I took it and I accepted it in my heart. I accepted it in my soul. I accepted it in my mind. <laughs> so good. Let's just begin to pray out this morning. God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for everything you've done this morning, God. Thank you for your angels you sent, God, to co-partner with us in doing what we're doing here, God. Thank you for the revelation, Lord. Thank you for the breakthrough. 
that the accuser has no right to this land, it has no right to this state, and it has no right to us and our families individually, God. God, I'm thankful that you caught the accuser this morning, God. And I pray, Lord, <laughs> that the accuser would have no more access ever again, Lord. I pray, Lord, for every family represented here, God, that they would leave transformed. They would leave with an abundance of love in their heart. I pray that their wounds would be healed this morning, God, in the deepest places, God. God, I pray that when they walk out, God, that they're walking out as ambassadors of the kingdom of God, sons and daughters of your kingdom, God. They are not walking out of this place as slaves, wearing slave clothes anymore, God, but you are clothing them with a cloth, God, <laughs> of kingship this morning. You are crowning their heads with a crown of kingship this morning, God, because they are sons and daughters of the Most High, the King, over all the kings of the earth, Lord, Jesus, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that as they walk out, God, that they will walk with their backs straight, God, and their faces up from now on. And they will not put their heads down any longer, God, because they are sons and daughters of the King, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would come in, <laughs> even tonight as they sleep, God. You're gonna, they're going to have visitations of heaven over them. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.